Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Wellbeing Radio. Conversations for Positive Change. Welcome to An Abundant Mind with Christine Corcoran. Welcome back to An Abundant Mind. I'm super excited for you to join me today as I really want to talk about the fear of failure. It's one of the things that stops a lot of people from doing the things that will bring them joy, from being able to pursue their purpose and create a life that they truly want to live that is a life of abundance. And it keeps so many of us playing small and stopping us from going after the life that we really want to live. And so I really wanted to help you shift it because once you shift that fear of failure and reframe what failure means to you, it is like this whole other world has opened up to you. And so I want that for you. So let's dive into the fear of failure. So firstly, how do you know that you have a fear of failure? Fear of failure can show up in lots of different ways. It can show up in causing us to procrastinate, causing us to get stuck in perfectionism, trying to get things so perfect before we put them out to the world, before we finish things. Often the fear of failure can stop us from actually finishing the task. So we might be really good at starting things. We might be you know, okay at maintaining them, but when it comes to finishing them, we cause ourselves to fall into a state of freeze or we run the other way for fear of it being judged, for fear of it going wrong, for fear of it all falling apart. And that is absolutely a fear of failure. Fear of failure is very unique to each individual based on their own life experiences and their upbringing. Some of us are brought up and encouraged to fail and encouraged to try new things. We're encouraged to get back up once we've been knocked down and try again. And others can often be expected to achieve at such a high level and never fail and that that it's not okay to make mistakes. And I'm sure as I'm sharing this with you, it feels like the right one will resonate with you because you'll think back to times in your childhood where your parents, you know, really encourage you to keep going, keep trying and celebrate your wins. And yet others will resonate with the latter, which, you know, being encouraged to not try, even unless you're going to get it right the first time, or when you did fail, that you were humiliated or ridiculed or left feeling like you never wanted to fail ever again, because it was such a painful experience. So we all have these experiences in our childhood, but there'll be one or two that will really stand out to us. 
And when it comes to the fear of failure, if that was extremely painful and we didn't find resolution with that or we haven't healed that part of our past, then we, it can show up in different behaviors in our present life. And so it can be obviously from a place of perfectionism, fearing that we're never going to get it right, or even if we get it perfect, that people aren't going to like it. Or it could be that fearing that humiliation and looking stupid or looking like an idiot. So firstly, before we dive into some of my tips for overcoming the fear of failure, it's interesting that we first want to explore the differences or the separation between fear and failure. Okay, so firstly, we want to understand that as we're growing and learning, fear is a normal part of our growth for that. As a human being, we're going to experience fear. Our brain is always on the lookout for danger. And so if there is a state of our environment where we feel like we're in danger, then we're going to it'll cause us to freeze. It'll cause us to fly. It'll cause us to run away or fight, right? That is our fear response. That is a normal part of being a human being. And I help a lot of my clients with the fear of failure. It's one of those things that causes a lot of people to freeze when it comes to going after their dreams. And it can play out in a couple of different ways. Some people think they actually have a fear of failure when really they have a fear of success, which is really quite fascinating because if they've been someone that has failed multiple times in the past and it's they might think that the, the procrastination or the self-sabotage might be coming from a place of fear of failure, but actually what it's coming from is a fear of success that if it does go all right and if it does work out, then what could happen? And so we that's and that might come from a place of the fear of the unknown. And so once we need to determine which one is it, is it the fear of failure or is it the fear of success? Now, the fear of failure is very very related to past experiences most of the time. Or like I said, if you were brought up in a household where it was not okay to make a mistake or that everything had to be perfect the first time, then that would also be breeding a behavior of fearing that failure or getting it wrong. So firstly, what we want to do is learn to change our relationship with the word failure, because ultimately that's all it is. It's just a word right? It is literally a word that we've attached so much meaning to that causes us to go, well, I don't ever want to be in that situation. I don't want ever to be seen as a failure. And yet what you make it mean is everything. It is everything because our words are attached to emotions and the language that we use generates a feeling in our bodies. So if we're attaching failure to this painful, painful thing, then obviously if we experience any form of it, right? So it's not even just like major failure. It's even any form of it. We experience that pain or that emotion. So first what we want to do is recognize that failure or getting it wrong or stuffing up or having to change and pivot is all part of the journey. And as we stretch ourselves outside of our comfort zone and change the meaning of what failure is in our minds, we want to be able to overcome it, right? So we want to be able to change that meaning. So what if failure didn't mean failing? What if failure meant learning? What if failure meant an opportunity to grow? Once we are aware of that, we can start to shift the language around it and go, well, I didn't actually fail because ultimate failure is actually just giving up, right? I don't believe that failure is a thing. Failure is something that happens along the way and we learn from it, but it's only if you give up that it's a complete failure. Failure is a stepping stone to success. And the only thing failure has to mean is that you've tried and it didn't work. It doesn't have to mean anything else. It doesn't have to mean that you are a failure. It just means that you are an action taker and it's time to try something else. When we change how we view failure and learn to welcome it, it becomes much less fearful and a lot more fun going through by going after your dreams, basically. 
And so what we want to do is disconnect the meaning of failure from you as a person, because often if it's been attributed to who we are as a person in the past, so if we've had you know negative feedback from someone where people attributed that failure or that thing that didn't work to be a representation of who you are as a person, then then we're actually attaching it to our identity. And that's where it becomes very difficult to shift because if we're believing to our core that it's us, that we can't change it because we are the failure, then that's where it's going to become really challenging to shift because we've got to shift that identity belief, which is really deep in our subconscious mind. Now, if we disconnect the meaning of failing or learning or trying something and it didn't work separate to who we are as a person, then it's much easier to shift and change that, just change that language and just move forward. Right? So it's like, Oh no, that thing didn't work. The marketing didn't work. Or, you know, I tried to create this thing and it didn't work. Or I tried to launch this thing and it didn't work. Like it becomes an issue with something else, not you as a person. So that's where we want to first start. We want to change the relationship with failure, disconnect it from who we are as a person, and then change the meaning of it. Because if you are failing, you're actually winning because if you, if you weren't, it means you're not actually doing anything. You're not actually taking any action. The person who's out there giving it a crack, making it work, figuring it out along the way is the one that's getting closer and closer and closer to a better outcome. It's getting closer to their dreams, getting closer to their goals every step of the way. So who do you want to be? Do you want to be someone that stops in their tracks and literally goes, no, well, I've already failed. Well, no, you haven't, but you've given up right? There's a big difference. So I want you to ask yourself, is it that I'm actually fearing failure or is it that I'm just giving up on myself? Because giving up on yourself, that's good news because you get the chance to change that. That's something within your control, right? And so to do that, we need to start to be okay with being a beginner. So as we get older, we find it more and more difficult to be in the beginner's seat. We think that we should have it all figured out already and we get really frustrated with ourselves by not letting things not work out, right? Like we have to feel like we need to get it right the first time. Whereas it's okay to get things wrong. It means that you're learning. And if you make it okay that you're willing to fail and fail again. So like when I started my business, I was asking myself the questions like, am I willing to give it my all for a good three years before I see a result here? Am I willing to go all in and fail and figure it out and th- you know throw spaghetti at the wall and really explore who I am becoming in the process in order to win or in order to have a successful outcome. And I was like, yes, I'm willing to go all in. I'm willing to give it a full three years before I start to see the results. And honestly, I feel like that helped me get through the challenging times because growing a business isn't easy. It's not something that you just start on a whim and then just go, oh, you know, it's all going to be successful. I'm going to be making six figures in six months. Like, no, that's not the case. In the first few years of your business, it's the most challenging times to grow that mindset and to start to believe in yourself and to start to continue to try and try and try again and fail and fail and fail. And it's when you not allow those failures to attribute to who you are as a person or that that's causing you to be a failure. It's not. It's you exploring new ways to figure out what's working and what's not working. And that's all it is. And so I feel like every time we're acquiring new skills, we need to allow ourselves to be the beginner again and to know that failing is a part of the process. It doesn't have to be the end right? We, I think we attribute failure to be like this end result. And often I see entrepreneurs let that first and second failure be the end result where it's like, no, you're just beginning. So let it be the beginning part of the process. And that as you're learning something new, it's going to take time and it's going to take failures. It's going to take mistakes to get it right. 
And so you want to ask yourself, is that okay? And let it be okay that you get to be the beginner. And I think we often, you know, judge ourselves very harshly or have a a perceived image of who we believe we are and then go, well, I can't go back to being a beginner again because I'll look incompetent or I'll look silly or I'll look, you know, I'll be humiliated or ridiculed. But it's not the case unless you allow it, right? If you allow that to be the thing, whereas if if you stand in your power and you're like, I'm actually learning something new like this. Of course, I'm not going to get it. Of course, it's not going to be easy straight up, but that's okay. Then you actually take your power back. If you're sitting in the place of thinking that it's not okay to be a beginner, then you're going to be judging yourself so harshly so quickly and that you'll actually then allow other people's judgments to affect you more. So please allow yourself to be that beginner. Take ownership of it and know that it's part of the process. And as you learn, you're going to make mistakes and you're going to grow through it to get to the point of mastery. I think if we're always focusing on the place of mastery, then there's no such thing as failing. Okay, so what I want to do is let this percolate a little bit. I'm going to play a song and I want you to come back to me and I'm going to talk you through how to heal your past if you've experienced past failures, how to manage your inner critic through the failure and how to learn to take fast action to fail fast and move forward.
welcome back. Now, as we're starting to reevaluate what failure means to us and start to reframe the meaning, I'm sure as I'm talking you through this, there are times in the past that you feel like you have failed or there's been experiences that you've had that have caused you to feel like you believed you failed. And what's really important is we learn to actually heal that part of ourselves because that part is emotionally charged. So when we relive that memory or where we experience something similar to failing similar to that experience, then that is actually triggered. So our brain will always filter into little filing boxes, different experiences that are very similar. So that have similar emotions attached to it. So let's say that we've had five different experiences in our lives that have attributed to our fear of failure, that made us feel like a failure, that gave us that feeling of self-disappointment, that humiliation, that fear of judgment or rejection. And it's all attached to each other. So those five experiences were very similar and they generated similar emotions. So now as we step it out into the future and we're starting to take action towards our goals and we have something similar happen again, we actually re-experience those past emotions. So all of those emotions come flooding back and we have this compounded effect that happens that is literally like a bombard of pain and of course then causes us to not want to step forward because we don't want to relive that, right? And it becomes this bigger emotion than what it would have been if we'd processed it at the time. So what we want to do is we want to articulate what those experiences were and look back to those times and find resolution in those experiences and extract the learnings and dissipate any emotion that was attached to it. So how we do that is we separate them to begin with, right? They weren't all the same experience. They were all very different. And even though they felt similar, we've got to look for the differences to be able to find that resolution and complete the cycle, that emotional cycle or the thought loop that is still attached to that experience. So what we're going to do is we want to separate them first. Then with each and every single experience, we want to go back and think about that past experience. What else was going on that we maybe didn't think about at the time? What did we learn through that experience? Who did we become in the process? And what else could have been going on if there was other people involved in that situation? What else could have been going on that maybe we didn't see at the time? And what didn't you get to say that you would like to have said? And what were the feelings attached to that? So what emotions come up when you think about that past experience? And we want to separate those emotions and start to or release those by finding resolution with the experience. Now, how we do that is with some beautiful coaching questions that explore that experience and what it gave you. Because usually at the time, we didn't actually process the emotions or explore that experience with hindsight. And now as we have the ability to look back on our past experiences, we can then learn from it and go, actually, it wasn't as bad as I remember it to be. Because when you're in it, it's so hard to see that actually it wasn't as bad as you thought it would be. And the best part about it is you want to look back and find the resolution by finding the lessons that you learned and who you became in the process so you can fully let it go because maybe it was meant to happen. Maybe, and with hindsight, you can see that now. Or maybe you learned to have this strength about you to be able to handle things like that, right? Or maybe you redirected you in a whole other direction for life. So you want to actually explore that to figure out what it was that you got from that experience. So then you can fully resolve it and let it go. And then my two last tips are managing your inner critic while you're learning and growing. So what does your inner dialogue sound like? Does your inner critic question your every move and berate you for making mistakes? Or is it kindly supporting you and cheering you on each step of the way? 
Most of us have a negative inner dialogue that also affects how we perceive failure. Again, we need to bring ourselves back to being okay with being a beginner and speak to ourselves with kindness and encouragement to keep going. The language that we use to describe our experience is going to impact how we feel. So if we're kinder to ourselves and go, okay, so how would a friend speak to me in this situation? How would a loved one speak to me in this situation? And would they support me and remind me that I'm doing great and I can work through this and I'm going to figure it out? Or would they berate me, right? And if they berate you, then you need to find new friends because that's just not cool. (laughs) So find a way to shift that inner criticism and choose to be kind and supportive of yourself. And then the next one is taking action and learning to fail fast. Often when we are having a fear of failure, we stop in our tracks every step of the way instead of actually reframing that relationship with failure and just start to take massive action. The more action you take and reminding yourself that if your inner critic is supporting you, it's setting you up to win, right? So every time that you fail, every time that things don't work, you're encouraging yourself to keep moving forward because it's part of the process and every step is moving you closer and closer to where you want to be. You need to believe that you'll be able to handle it no matter what. So overcoming perfectionism and being okay with putting yourself out into the world anything that that isn't perfect and challenging your belief about feeling ready and just getting started are all the key parts of this. So remember, failure is not the end. It's just the beginning. So the more action you take, you're getting yourself closer and closer to the goal that you want to create. So allow yourself to learn along the way and fail along the way and fail forward. One of my favorite YouTube videos is Denzel Washington's keynote speech for one of the university graduations. And He talks all about failing forward. And I just love that concept. Like if you allowed yourself to fail forward, then you know that the only way that you're going to get to where you want to go is failing. Like it's figuring out along the way, it's making mistakes, it's getting back up and picking yourself back up and keep trying, keep trying, keep trying and never giving up. Allow yourself that opportunity, right? Like you are setting yourself up for such massive success when you challenge yourself to fail. So I hope this episode has really supported you in changing your relationship with failure and learning to overcome it and let it be a part of the process, a part of the journey rather than the end of the road. I hope this episode has served you well. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on social media at on Instagram. Mostly I hang out at Christine Corcoran underscore coach. And I hope you have an incredible week. Wellbeing Radio, conversations for positive change. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.